Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher, with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. In today's lesson, I'm talking to another Canadian English teacher named Kate. She's a Canadian who also lives in Europe like me, and we hit it off when we met on Instagram. So in this lesson of the podcast, you are going to learn this expression to hit it off. And we're also going to throw in a few more expressions that you can use to talk about friendships. Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Can Learn English podcast. Today, we have a guest on the podcast, my new friend, Kate, who is also an English teacher from Canada. Kate and I recently met on Instagram. I think she slid into my DMs. This means she sent me a private message and we found out that we have a whole lot in common. I wanted to get to know to Kate a little bit better, so I invited her on the podcast, and today Kate and I are talking in person for the first time. We're going to teach you some expressions that you can use when you have something in common with someone, and also some expressions about making friends. So Kate, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dana. It's an honor to be here. It's so great to finally talk. We were chatting just, I think it was Saturday night. And when we were talking, we discovered that we really have so much in common. My listeners already know this about me, that I'm Canadian and that I don't live in Canada. I'm an expat. That's what you call someone who doesn't live in the country that they're born in or where they don't have citizenship. I live in Switzerland, but you happen to be an expat too. Where do you live? Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm living in Germany, in the province of Bavaria, and I have been here since around 2012. Uh, I moved here because of my husband, and then we got married here, have children here, um, and built a house here. So we're quite settled, but we love it. Yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a funny story, because Switzerland and Germany are neighbors, so we actually live quite close to each other, right? Uh, did you, <laughs> how far away are we? You probably know better because I, I don't know exactly. I, I think we're about three hours away from each other, maybe four, depending on traffic. Uh, but that is quite ironic because we're also about two, three hours away from each other. Our hometowns are two or three hours away from each other in Canada. Yeah, a little bit closer. So your hometown is Windsor. Ontario, right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm from London, and they're only it's it's about an hour and a half actually mm. between London and Windsor. I went for the yeah, first okay. time this time. I went for the first time this summer to Windsor. I'd never been to Windsor before. Uh, really? Yeah, it was it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Windsor gets a little bit of a bad reputation sometimes but we stayed in the casino that was pretty cool and we went over to Detroit to see a baseball game so oh, very cool yeah the casino is good 
Uh, Detroit has the fantastic Mexican town, with that, which has really, really great food. And there is some good stuff in Windsor, but it's definitely a bar town. People people tend to go there to drink because it's so close to the States. A lot of uh, 19-year-old Americans come over to Canada because they can legally drink there. So, <laughs> Yeah, and it's actually really funny when you travel between the two because it probably wasn't like this when you were growing up and in the past, but now you have to if you're taking the bus, like you can take a public transport like bus and you have to get off the bus. Everybody gets off the bus and they stand in a lineup at the immigration, hand their passports and then walk out and get back on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. International bus routes. It's uh, yeah. it is quite an interesting <laughs> little trick there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny and they don't really do anything, at least as a Canadian, they just kind of look at your passport and yeah, for the most part, they don't they don't really look through suitcases or anything unless they have reason to to do that. But for the most part, it's it's a pretty painless process. Oh yeah, they don't even really look in your handbag or anything. It's not they just kind of let you walk on through. So we had a lot of fun. It was my cousin lives in Windsor, and it was the first time that we were down to Windsor to to visit. And yeah, we we really we liked it. I mean, I would definitely. Okay go to the the baseball stadium again because it's uh Comerica Park it's mm-hmm. incredible totally different than the than the I was going to say Sky Dome but it's the Rogers Center right now right. in Toronto <laughs> you speak of the Sky Dome it's kind of hard to switch your brain sometimes but it's much much cooler so yeah it's really funny that we are both living in the same area in Europe and we're both from the same area in Ontario, and we both teach English. Yes. (laughs) So we would say in this expression, I thought of a good expression to explain this, we're kind of in the same boat. Yes, we're definitely in the same boat on that one. Um, Yeah, and I, I think sometimes when we use the expression in the same boat, it could also be used kind of in a negative sense. I think more often you might use it in a negative sense. So if you, maybe if we had both lost our jobs, you could say, oh, we're both in the same boat, we're unemployed. But we can use it in this case in a positive or kind of neutral sense, because it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, what we have in common, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you like living in Germany? Yeah, I really do. Um, it's a very good life here. The standard of living is good. The education system is good. I have a five-year-old daughter and a son who's almost two. Um, and I find life for kids here is really good. It's inexpensive and, and yeah, just a, a really nice, quiet life for the kids. So it's good. And you've been there quite a few years. Have you picked up German Yes. Um, For the most part, I could say I'm pretty fluent in German. Um, Sometimes, obviously, the first time doing something, I'm still learning new words. First time I went to the hospital, I had to learn new words. I had both of my children in German. So, you know, in Canada, when you learn things like, like push when you're having a baby, well, I discovered at a very inopportune time <laughs> that it's not push here yeah <laughs> it's pressing pressin', yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh, every t- every time I do something new I'm still learning but sometimes I surprise myself and I realize I've gone the whole day speaking German 
And then sometimes I give myself a headache. <laughs> oh, wow. Good for you. So I am in the process of learning German. So we're kind of in the same boat there. Uh, but I'm having a, a pretty hard time with German. Do you have any tips for me in that sense? Oh, yeah, I try teaching myself. Um, but okay. I really just don't think that that worked. I was, uh, while I was trying to learn German, I was taking a Rosetta Stone on my iPad, which it can kind of track your voice and tell you if if you're making the proper sounds or not. And I think it was helpful for the beginning for learning new vocabulary. But once I really wanted to start communicating with people, I realized that this really wasn't working anymore. So I took a class. I think the most important thing with learning another language is having someone to guide you, uh, be that podcasts, online school, courses, or in person. As long as you've got someone who's guiding you, I think you do a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I took a class. It was an intensive class. I was learning four or five hours a day for four or five months in a row. Um, every day of the week <laughs> and walked away with a, a B1 level German. Good for you. And that was, yeah, it was really, really helpful. And since then, so I, I finished, I was certified at B1. Um, and since then, I'm pretty sure that I'm B2 level now. Although, honestly, I, I still kind of contemplate going back for a B2 level class. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it just kind of helps with some of the grammar things, things you don't recognize on your own you know if you're only following along in a book you don't always recognize what it is that you need to be understanding from each of these sentences so Definitely. If you've got someone if you've got someone to guide you like um, a teacher or someone who's explaining to you as you go along then then you can kind of pick it up a lot faster and I think that's to me that's the trick yeah that was I I can understand that for sure because I, you know, can speak Portuguese. And when I was living in Brazil, I did teach myself Portuguese. I got a book and I watched YouTube and I tried to interact with the people and eventually I caught it. But, you know, I'm sure yourself as well. You know, we had a French education in Canada. So from a young age, uh, I think we started in grade four. You probably started in grade four as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I had an exposure to a Latin language, so verb conjugation, sentence structures, a lot of words. I could pick it up quite quickly, even though I was never fluent in French. Um, my level in Portuguese is much, much, much higher than what I ever achieved in French. But having that kind of base of how the language works. I'm sure even listeners can relate if they are speakers of Portuguese or speakers of Spanish or even speakers of French, those languages kind of all kind of intertwine and you can pick them up quite easily if you mm -hmm. speak another one. Well, not easily, but it's less effort. And then German, I am like, you know, I thought, okay, same approach. I will teach myself to learn German. And I yeah. have a decent level of vocabulary from exposure uh, like yourself. And I can, for the most part, understand basic conversations that are happening around me, uh, the context of them anyways. Uh, but when it comes to communicating, it's just not a thing. So my plan is to also do an intensive course 
and uh, get started on high German because here in Switzerland, they actually speak a dialect. Uh, it's called Swiss German and it's very different. So a lot of my vocabulary, unfortunately, is Swiss German more than high German. <laughs> so I'll have to yeah. flip that. I would say that having someone to guide you makes a really big difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. In order to to kind of push yourself out of your own comfort zones, I think it, it helps to have that. Even if it's an online school or a podcast or something, I think books don't really work that way. You know, I've, I've tried. I've gone to the library, picked up books to see if I can push myself. And unfortunately, I, I just don't think it works. Although speaking of languages, it is quite funny. I also have history with the French language. But I also in my life have learned Japanese, Arabic, oh, wow. and Korean. Um, and then coming to Germany afterwards, I actually found the opposite to be true because I found German significantly easier than those languages. But German also has the same alphabet as English, yeah. whereas Japanese, Korean, and Arabic is all a question of just simply memorizing something else. Um, but then to also relearn how to use, you know, specific letters that are different in German than they are in Canada or in, in English, um, yeah. that that to me was actually a little bit more difficult to try and unlearn the English and relearn the way to properly pronounce a letter. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing in German is the the different pronunciation. I struggle with that. But I definitely yes. agree with you, um, you know, and those are some great, great tips. So if anyone who's listening, you know, I will put I will put Kate's tips down in the, the post for this page. But I would say, you know, to agree with you that we are on the same page. Oh, it's absolutely. expression that we can use, which is a bit of a funny one um, because we have to throw in a preposition, which can mix sometimes mix people up, that we are on the same page. I don't know where this expression originates from, but it's used quite often. Um, and you might use it in a business meeting or if I'm trying to, if I'm talking about someone and telling the person that I'm speaking with that this person agrees with me, I might say, yeah, no, we're on the same page. Yeah. So our views yeah, are def- the same. Another way to say we have the same, the same ideas about something or that I totally agree with you on something. Yeah. 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 And it's really cool to get to talk to another expat who is living away because I'm sure even some of my listeners who are living in Canada, who have left their countries, sometimes you can be a little bit lonely as an expat. And sometimes it can be difficult to make friends. Uh, It's very nice to hit it off with someone who, who understands that part of living somewhere else. And yeah, so it's not easy. Kate just used our expression hit it off. So you can use this one when you meet somebody and you kind of immediately form a connection and you think, I have something in common with this person and this is someone who I'd like to be friends with. So we definitely hit it off. And another one that we could use would be to strike up a friendship. So it's always nice when you can meet somebody and strike up a friendship with them. Absolutely. Yeah, because this is definitely, I find as a Canadian, um, 
there's not a whole lot of Canadians that choose to live abroad. Um, usually, again, like in both of our cases where your husband is German, my husband is Swiss, you would move to another country either for the relationship, for a relationship, or for a job. So I don't often get to meet other Canadians that are living elsewhere. I don't know how many are in Switzerland, but I've only met one. So oh. yeah, I have I have American friends. That's usually who I gravitate towards um, when meeting other expats or other friends, probably because, you know, we share a similar culture and similar, well, the same language. So it makes it a little bit easier. Absolutely. But I don't find too many Canadians. I would say there's probably a whole lot more Canadians in Germany than in Switzerland. One of my best friends is in um, out just outside of Lake Zurich. He's from England. Um, huh. I think he feels that there's quite a few English people there. I think he's got a couple English English friends in the region, but I would be interested to find out if he knows any Canadians there. Yeah, I do hear people speaking with a British accent in English quite often when I, because I live in Zurich when I'm in the city, but usually when you, you're hearing people speak with a North American accent um, or a Canadian accent, I'm pretty good at identifying the Canadian accent. I think that's one of my <laughs> secret talents. I can usually tell um, even just by eavesdropping um, if the person is Canadian. I think most people are just on vacation. So uh, I would love to true. meet a Canadian f just for, you know, I don't know if you've had to renew your passport abroad, but in Canada, we have to have a reference from a Canadian that we've known for two years and they need to yeah, sign all the true. forms. And if you're living in, you know, a place where you don't have access, you have to mail the stuff and it gets kind of complicated. So that is very true. Yeah, it's nice to have someone on the same page as you in the same phase of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still searching for that Canadian friend. If no. You're living in Switzerland, you, know, you can slide call into my me. DM. I'll sign your passport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank, where... Thanks so much for having me, Dana. No problem. And, and where can my listeners find you if they want to check out your Instagram or your YouTube channel? At the moment, uh, come and check me out on Instagram. The name is english.anywhere.de. We are in the midst of starting a YouTube channel as well. Um, but definitely come check me out on Instagram because that's where I am most of the day. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dana. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, so it's me again. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Kate. If you would like to get the transcript for this episode and all of the other Can Learn English podcast episodes, then you can become a Podcast Plus member by going to canlearnenglish.com. You can also enroll in the Can Learn English Academy 2.0. This is my online classroom with my online English courses, and you also get all of the access to all the podcasts and the transcripts and the premium podcast player, which allows you to listen to the podcast and read along. It highlights the words as you read. So for more information about that, go to canlearnenglish.com. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.